welcome back to Middle Ground. I am Joe, and this week we have Matt special guesting. <laughs> Is that the phrasing special guesting? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I think it's definitely special guesting my my butt off over here. <laughs> uh, Matt and I had a vacation this week in Florida, and so. Caroline and I didn't get an opportunity to record and she offered to take it on. And I said, you know what, (laughs) Caroline, you've done a lot of solo episodes this season. I got you. I'm going to have Matt on. We're going to chat about boy things. What? Oh, okay. I did. I didn't know what we were talking about. To be totally honest, I was asked to special guest 20 minutes ago. Well, I didn't think that I had to tell you because I felt like with the topic I selected that, that I didn't know about. Yeah, I thought it would be better if you were not prepared. Got it. Okay, I can see where that comes from. I want your genuine reaction. I want to really, I want the people to really know what does a what happens in a man's brain. Oh my goodness, I'm not sure I'm qualified for this. I mean, I I'm a man, but like, I don't think I speak for all men. Right. I mean, yes, we can do some disclaimers, but. It'll be fine. I don't think I'm good at speaking for men in general, but well, I guess I guess you'll find out what I think. Yeah. Probably. What's your grounding moment for this week? Grounding moment. Crap, I forgot you did this too. Ah, grounding moment. Grounding moment. This Mike. is a good time to point out to the people again that Matt, in fact, has <laughs> still never listened to an episode of the podcast, even ones that he's on. Grounding moment. Um, hmm. There's there's a a really cool night out on the beach. One of our first nights there that we just kind of hung out when the sunset was going down, and uh, it was cool just to kind of take it in and the ambiance and think about life a little bit and how cool where we're at and our life is and our kid and everything. So what sunset was that? Uh, first night we were out there. Oh okay, I was curious. The last one we were out was cool too, but then there was like an insane amount of wind. So it was yeah. mainly just about not getting sandblasted. I, my grounding moment was getting to take family photos for my sister and her family. And she shot a few of our family, but I really enjoyed that. I like that photography now is no longer my full-time job. And so I can really enjoy whenever I get the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's always kind of been something you enjoy, and I think that's why you started as a job, and then, uh, you know, everything that's a job, I think, takes a little bit of the passion away from it. Just, there's there's an idea of having to do something rather than getting to do something that... Well, and I felt like when I was taking my sister's photos, I had full creative control, and she just let me do, you know, what I do. There were no expectations... Which is advice for anyone who's, you know, has has someone in a service industry. If if you can trust that person to to do their creative best, and you think that's what you're looking for, it's always best to to hand over the reins. Yeah, and we do that whenever we hire stuff. I do that when I get my hair cut. I go in and I'm like, just help. You know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Make it look better. Yeah, we did it with our house too. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've put a house. lot of trust in people with design decisions. Yeah, again, that's just kind of our. We we tend to we found that we get better results out of creative things like that when we let people who really know what they're doing. And again, you have to know you have to have, have trust in somebody. You have to 
have somebody that you think really knows their stuff. But if you can find that person, um, a lot of times you can end up with something really cool if you just kind of say, hey, this is what I like. And, and they'll run it by us. We still get to say, yeah, we still have nay, final but... say on everything. But like Leanne, really, who White Line Design, who did our interior design of our house, Caroline's mom, shouts Leanne. Yeah. Uh, she's been on the podcast. Oh, but yeah. uh, she made a really bold choice for our countertop in our kitchen. And I was really, really nervous about it. But it got installed while we were away. And it's incredible. Oh, it's again, we got that was the highlight of yesterday. Maybe that should have been our grounding moment getting back and seeing all of the awesome creative choices that we've had on the table for 18 months just like come to life. It looks so good. Yeah. Okay, before we get started, I have to tell everybody that Matt and I are playing fantasy baseball this year. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Guys, Do we know anything about baseball? <laughs> Not really. I mean, like, I've, I've I played in fifth been, grade. I've never been to a professional baseball game. Oh, a professional game. Okay. I was like, you've definitely been to, like, college baseball I've been games. to a Razorback game, a couple. I don't want to admit to how few Razorback games I've been to with how many friends we have that pay, like, literally I think that's played. Safe. I think that's really smart. Yes. And we know, like, several people who have played. We have a lot of close friends that played for the Razorbacks, and I have been to so few games in my life. I feel really guilty. (laughs) I don't know. I really enjoy it every time I go, but I never got a group together and went. It's kind of like college spring break for me. I really Uh wanted to go, but I never got invited. Fair enough. You know? But now that I'm older, I realize that I should have just asked people to go with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. But I didn't. I waited to be invited, and so I missed out. We also know nothing about baseball. No, we don't. Like, so, I mean, again, that's the fantasy baseball part. Like, we had to be told how to draft our teams. I don't. I barely know who's on my team. I've heard many of the names, but then I'm like, I, I don't know how this works. I'm, I'm the best fantasy baseball player in our league. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have no idea what's going on (laughs) at all, but I'm winning my matchup. I'm in a close matchup. It's been back and forth. But that's really fun. I just had to bring that up because it's been hilarious. And I know you guys know that we play fantasy football every year. We really enjoy fantasy football. Maybe we'll learn more about baseball because we've learned a lot more about football just by playing fantasy football. That's true. That's true. A thing we learned, I mean, long after we joined the league, I guess not long after we joined the league, like a week ago, but uh, there's like 24 weeks in this season. Yeah, we're going to be playing fantasy baseball until we're doing fantasy football. But not until, like, as we're playing it. Yeah. Surprise. Surprise to us. It's fun. Matt and I think that we're probably going to get really into baseball now. Yeah, it's going to be a problem just like football. Matt's already really into it. Like he's been checking and getting <sighs> angry at his player's performance, but he doesn't really know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, no, like I I mean. <laughs> You're not angry at your player's performance. You're angry at yourself for not drafting better players. I, I mean, yeah, I've got people. I'm like, wow, what a waste of a draft pick. I'm, I've got, again, and I auto-drafted 90% of my team. Total transparency. <laughs> Like, I picked a couple of them, and I was like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, well. Let's let the computer do this. Anyway, no. 
I just think that's funny. I know that you guys don't come here for baseball talk, but... Oh, but if you have any hot inside, you know, fantasy baseball tips, let us know. Yeah, if any of our listeners are avid fantasy baseball players. This is a sports show, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of overlap with your fan base. Yeah, and Caroline like, and I actually have a sports show called Middle Ground. I know that you've never <laughs> listened, but I only have you on to do like the, the mushy gushy stuff, you know? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm that's like, kind of my forte. Yeah. It's, it's not like, baseball. It's sports episodes every week, and then every once in a while I have you on, and we talk about our baby and our marriage. Got it. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Okay, so this week I thought it would be fun to look up an article online. I found a Reddit thread that was like, ask me anything for men. Uh. And I pulled some questions that I thought were interesting and hopefully (laughs) listeners do too. And I really want you to think into it and give me thoughtful responses. Are you ready? Um, I've never been readier. Okay. (laughs) All right. Question number one. Do you look past the emotional connection with a woman if you have a really good physical connection? Pause. Think about this. In your prime, prior to being locked prime. down. <laughs> yeah. Like you're in St. Louis, circa 2014. Uh-huh. You are so single. You are wildin'. Wildin'. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm super wildin'. Okay. Okay. Run that by. I really want to think out this question. Do you look past the emotional connection if you have a really good physical connection with someone? So there's like no emotional connection. It's it's not like it's okay, but the physical connection's really good. I mean, I think I could look past that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you, I think that's very possible. Okay, really? Yeah. This I feel like your answer almost surprises me. Uh I mean, it really depends on I guess what how serious what you were looking for I, I mean the caveat especially for me at least in that that category is that having an emotional connection is always a benefit there rather than detriment if it's just the idea that you could look past it I, I don't know that it's necessarily something that I'd be into especially with any kind of long term or continuing well I think that's where the red flag is I when I hear that question is like you how could you continue anything without having both? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that I think is the caveat. Maybe it's not the best phrased question or maybe I'm not answering it the right way, but I mean, could you look past it? Sure. Uh, I, I don't know what kind of long-term prospect that has. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. Okay. Why do you think the opinions of others affect how a male feels about a girl hmm i'm assuming this is like how your friends feel about mm-hmm. a significant right. other that you're probably asking the wrong guy or i'm probably asking the wrong guy <laughs> i think you're asking the wrong guy on a lot of this but... high school matt's friends hated me <laughs> and you still dated me yeah yeah that's true i never asked for opinions on who I was dating. 
But why do you think that is such a thing? Why is it a thing? Um, I don't know. I think it's just kind of a like you have a community of, of friends typically, at least from what I've seen or experienced. And then uh, none of those guys want that community to change. You don't want the community to change. So if that person doesn't fit into your group well, it it just adds a lot of friction to a lot of relationships. Yeah, that makes sense. Why do you think guys would rather ignore a girl than tell them they are not interested? Um, <laughs> uh, well, this one I could probably speak on, but um, you don't want to be rude, which you're being rude in a different way, but you don't want to be directly rude, at least personally. I don't, I don't like being direct with anything, but um, whether that's not being rude, whether that's, uh, I think that's just typical like conflict averse behavior is it not or am i missing something to this i i no i mean you're not missing anything it's just why you wouldn't do it is what i'm asking sure why i wouldn't do it yeah cuz i i i don't like conflict do you think that they think that it's avoiding hurting them i i honestly think it's to protect themselves from hurt more than it is to protect the other person yeah, I, I don't think there, I think that may be an excuse that people give, but typically that kind of behavior is focused around your feelings. You're not that worried right, about that's the what I mean is that they're else. really protecting themselves from feeling hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, again, I think it's a really convenient line to be like, oh, I didn't want to hurt their feelings, and you don't, but what you don't want is conflict, and what you don't want is to have to hash something like that out, at least in right. my experience. Yeah. Usually you're not like, oh, I'm so worried about their feelings that, you know, I'll sacrifice. Yeah. But what would you be sacrificing? I don't know. Maybe some guys like the attention. I don't know. I think there's there's all kinds of things. Yeah, that I'm be sure going that on. there's a variety. That's the hard part. Whenever you're like, <laughs> how do women feel about this? And you're like, like, well, that's a very broad group of people. Yes, exactly. I don't know if again, I'm not qualified to speak for all men. I shouldn't be. I'm not even a great example of like a broad spectrum of men, I don't think, but I can answer for myself and then just throw ideas out there. Yeah. We're just having a discussion, trying to break it down, you know? Love it. Um, Is sex really always on your mind? For me personally, no. Do you think men in general? I mean, I think it's a pretty present thought, but I, I, I don't know. It's not something I like discuss heavily with my friends. Again, not... Not always on my mind, so <laughs> um, it's not, uh, I haven't like polled them or checked frequency. Do you think, this is kind of my opinion, I think that sex being the forefront of your thought process is a lot more common in high school age, even college age, when you don't have other life priorities. Sure. Yeah. When you're just not that busy. Yeah. <laughs> that makes yeah. Sense, no, I think though, that's right? totally possible. I when think, you have no responsibilities. Well, and I think something I've learned about a lot of stuff like this is it has to do with maturity too. Uh huh. Or maybe not even maturity as much as um, healthy. Okay. Healthy. Yeah. Like healthy mind, healthy. 
like you've worked through whatever your trauma is you've worked through because <laughs> i feel like people i meet now who they're like yeah i'm just always thinking about it it has to do with like maybe their relationships mismatched or they have something going on like there's trauma. There's there's a reason for that. Sure. There's a deeper... Yeah. Right. The reason isn't they're a dude. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, they're looking for something else or they're fantasizing about something they're lacking. Right. Gotcha. No, I think that's totally valid. And I also think it's culturally like we teach men that they should be that way. Yeah. I think it's a lot more acceptable for men to be that way. I don't know if there's really this great divide between men and women. I think it's much more acceptable for for men to have that drive than it is for for females i wonder oh you just said females gross gross <laughs> um i don't know what i was gonna say i got so caught up in the <laughs> fact that uh you said females that i uh, yeah you know, that's like that. That's the word that you've heard people talk about <laughs> men that use the word female instead of like woman. Yeah, uh, I guess a little bit. I, I haven't spent a lot of time focusing on it, but I'll, I'll watch my language. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that thing where like they have the alpha males that are like, who? And they're like, these females are out here. Oh. You know, burr, 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 burr. Well, you know me. I just taken a ton of alpha male content, so I'm surprised I haven't run across this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You were like the yeah. alpha podcast. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> alpha. Yeah. You can't spell Matt without alpha. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Do you think that men or women should pay for the first date? Should men or women pay for the first date? Or I uh, guess what I'm... That's not even really the question. The question is, do you think men should pay for the first date? Uh, I I always did. I, I mean, I wasn't... I don't, I don't know. I just did. Okay. Speaking for me. I don't think there's a right or a wrong here. Like... <sighs> such a weird one. Because some people, because there are people out there that like get offended. Here's my opinion. Yeah. Whoever asks the person on the date should pay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a decent guideline for sure. I don't really care if it's men, women, whatever. And I think that if, a, like if whoever you're going on the date with offers to split the check with you, I think you should allow them to split the check with you, you know? See, that's the funny thing. I think I probably still paid, but like. What do you mean? I think, uh, I don't know. If, I feel like this, uh, I might still pay for it. Just like if, if that happened. What? Just to be like, oh, I'll get it. I got it. No big deal. You think? Okay. But what if you said that? And then your date was like, no, I'd be a lot more comfortable if we split it. Oh, absolutely. Then we'd split it. Then. <laughs> right. Yeah. If it's something that was going to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. Great. If it was just like splitting a meal and like I wanted to do it as a gesture. I've just always thought the way that it should be is like if I ask you out, then I should pay. If you ask me to come out with you, then you should pay. Yeah. Whoever yeah you should planned... definitely at least be prepared to pay for it. Right. 
whoever planned the evening, regardless of their sex, should, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, be prepared for it. Yeah. I paid for a lot of dates. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Like with us? Yeah. Oh, as we, like when we were dating? Yeah. I'm thinking of like specifically, I guess, like first dates, I guess. Yeah, Matt's going back to like when we were 15. Or just like when I was going on first dates. Yeah. For some reason, my mind went first date exclusive. Well, you know, that's like primarily what I think. Because I feel like that's where a lot of these games of like back and forth, like, is this okay? Is this not okay? Come from. Mm-hmm. I think as you develop a relationship, you're going to f- find a groove or you're going to work it out or yeah, it, it becomes less of a, a mind game. Yeah. Yeah. We, you definitely paid for dates when we were dating. Yeah, I did. But you paid for them too. We didn't yeah. ever get caught up about that. I don't think. No. And if it was a discussion, it was like, Hey, we got to chill or we got to split it or you're going to have to cover this or like, Yeah. Okay, this is a good one, and it doesn't apply to you, and I know it doesn't apply to you, but I need you to really put your man pants on. Okay? My man pants. Yeah, got you, it. Have, you got them? Yeah. You're yeah. in your man pants? Yeah, I was in my boy shorts, so I'm going to put my man pants on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, why do men still insist on women taking their last names? I don't know. I thought you said you put your man pants I on. I don't even have her. My, my man pants are capris, I guess. I don't know what we're talking about. No. Um, oh, why do they insist? Why Why would you insist? I, I, I think it's just what they're used to. I, you think? I, I think there's a lot of it that's just like it's tradition or it's that's how it's always been or like... There's there's probably some like I want you to be a part of my family if you're the person who wants to be the this the the patriarch of the family if you want to be the person who's this protector family person if you think that is your role mm-hmm. as a as a spouse I think that is probably somewhere where some of it's rooted mm-hmm. but again I don't know um, I'm okay with you having your own last name yeah although I've kind of taken your name now. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. You know, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Johnson and Joe are just not good for SEO. No, no, those are not strong SEO names. They aren't. You've just kind of taken it on your terms, which is fine. Yeah. It's great. It's not like you don't claim it. I didn't actually change didn't my name, legally though. change it. I had this thought, like, when when we were talking about this and, like, last names and I, I just had the thought like it would be really annoying to go change your last name and like what an inconvenience that would be if it was the other way around and I'm like yeah yeah no that that's fine I don't I don't think it actually has that big of an impact I, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been like are, are you Mr. Johnson if like Joe has made reservations especially since her first name is Joe or Jordan either one they're like they just assume that's a man so yeah. they're just like, are you Mr. Johnson? Or like, you're like, yep, that's me. That- Has anybody ever called you Joe? Oh, like if there's a reservation or something mm-hmm. in your name? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Like Joe? You're like, so you're either like, uh, no, that's actually my wife. Or you're like, yep, mm-hmm, that's us. Got it. Hmm. 
Well, you, you do notice that even if you put your card in a, like a receipt thing, it often comes back to me. What? Like if we pay for a meal. Yeah. And the card in there says Jordan Johnson. A lot of times that will come back to me. Even if like you handed them the check. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar situation here. That makes sense. All right. What do men think of women's body hair? What do men think of women's body hair? Should they shave? Should they wax? Do they need to worry about their legs being hairy? Man, that is a level of analysis that I, again, I don't know that I'm doing on a, on a <laughs> deep basis. <laughs> um, am I am I putting my man pants on here? Am I taking yeah, like a broad you're spectrum your man here? Pants on. Your man pants are on for this whole episode. Gotcha. But do the man pants speak for all the men? Even though like I really no, can't. I have it, no idea. It's just a general... So not personal. Don't over stop overthinking it. Just I'm talk. I'm definitely overthinking it. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of guys who aren't into it. Like, yeah, but they think I, that women should shave. I don't know. I don't like here's the word my should. thing. It seems very like. Yeah, here's my this hot take. This is your job. Your job is to shave your body hair off, which seems super weird. <laughs> Here's my like hot take. Like your body take. does this thing, it needs to stop. <laughs> my hot take is you shouldn't date men that care. Who like super dupe, like, like who get upset. There, there's a difference. I don't know. It, like I think it, there's a big difference than if you sit down and have a conversation about things with them and they're like you know preferences like i don't uh, like the word preferences no? because that's okay. again we're going back to females that's another word people use a okay. lot okay to demean i i feel like i gotta in, take in more alpha content i gotta understand this better <laughs> i'm on anti-alpha anti-alpha got it on <laughs> anti-alpha tiktok maybe so. i need to take that i'll take it all in you know I'll just yeah. get both sides <laughs> really feel uh, like i'm no, but I don't like the word preferences because I feel like a lot of people use that word. Like I can see somebody starting to date somebody and then being like, well, you need to have your legs shaved all the time because that's what I prefer. Like that's my preference. Oh, okay. No, no, and no. that's not what no, I mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining a dialogue. Like if I'm making a decision, my preference would be this way, but you do whatever you need to <laughs> well, do. Well, I'm imagining a conversation about like, let's say you're having a conversation about your intimate relationship and he's like, you know, something that like really does it for me is when your legs are like, like butter. So hairy. <laughs> okay. okay. Or so Different hairy, pages. whatever. Either one. That's not saying that you need to keep your legs shaved all the time or sure. that they sure, won't sure, be sure. intimate with you if your legs aren't shaved. Uh -huh. It's just saying like, I do love that. Yeah. That, it's, yeah. that would technically be a preference but I don't think that preferences should be used as weapons. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's what I feel like happens. No, I can definitely see that. Yeah. And so I don't know. Okay. Here's one. Do I don't stretch know. Like, marks. Oh, what? Are you ready? Yeah, we can move on. I was just going to say like there's a, a hair, not so much of a thing. Like hygiene maybe would be like. Yeah, like, that's like a non-negotiable. As long as everything's like, like shower. clean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're you're doing fine. My legs are always hairy. <laughs> <laughs> like, my legs are This shaved. is true. How often do you think I shave my legs? Oh, man. 
I don't want to guess wrong. I, I don't have a number, so that's why I asked Every you. Every couple weeks? I was going to say once a month. Okay, yeah. Like that's on average, said a couple, like uh, three weeks. Maybe, maybe twice a month. Yeah, every two to three weeks, I think, is really probably accurate. You have blonde hair, so <laughs> it's a uh, kind of a blonde hair privilege thing. I I forget like, about it's not that noticeable if it's well, not. Shaved. And I forget about my underarms because my oh, yeah. underarm hair is so fine uh-huh. that sometimes. <laughs> Guys, I'm getting way TMI on the podcast, but I will lift my arm and my arm hair, underarm hair will be so long, <laughs> so long, and it doesn't even really phase me. Yeah, I, I can't say that I've noticed it. I'm not looking underneath your arms often. <laughs> true. To be honest. True, true. Uh, okay, do stretch marks bother you? Stretch marks? No. Mm-hmm. Do you think about it? No, like think about, and that's so odd. Like, like it's it's taking up space in my head. What? Like I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. No, no. I'm thinking really hard if I think about it, (laughs) and I I think that means I'm not thinking about it very much. (laughs) Well, like you saw me in a swimsuit in Florida all week. Yeah. How many times? Count on what, count on your hands. How many times did you think about my stretch marks? I don't think it came up. Yeah. No. There you have it, people. I mean, you have them. I do. Like you see them, and you're like stretch marks, and then you're like, okay. Yeah, I have a lot of them. I have stretch marks. I'm covered. Although I will say. I feel like they barely showed while we were in Florida. Very subtle. Must have been the self-tanner. You think? I wonder if the self-tanner, like, maybe it applies more evenly over the stretch marks, like, as opposed to the sun. Like, maybe you're, maybe it doesn't pigment with the sun well, but maybe self-tanner was, like, evening. I don't know. Because they were, they barely showed. Like, no. even when I wore a low bikini. No, I do remember, like, I actually did have that thought. I was like, yeah, the, they really barely are there. Uh, we're talking about the stretch marks on my tummy from having Gardner. P.S. Yeah. I have stretch marks all over. I have the cutest stretch marks on my lower back, on my left. So maybe it's on my right. I don't know. On my left or right side, my lower back or like my upper butt cheek. <laughs> It's not even my butt cheek. It's my lower back. I I have these really cute stretch marks. Like it's like on my hip, on my back kind of mm-hmm. from being pregnant. I don't know that I've noticed that either, but. They're so cute. They they sound so cute. I <laughs> I want them to <laughs> show more. I'm glad you like them. Yeah. Do you enjoy pillow talk as much as women do? Also, again. I think that there are probably women who don't enjoy pillow talk that do enjoy pillow talk, whatever you personally, do you enjoy pillow talk as much as women do? Not as much as this woman does. No, no, no. I love to talk at night. Yeah. You're, you're, that is your go-to time. Whereas that is my go-to time to go to sleep. Yeah. But, um, sometimes we have really good chats though. Yeah, yeah. It's not that we we never do. Just like my brain at that point of the night is like, ooh, pillow, sleep. 
Yeah. Um, and your brain is like, ooh, pillow, all of my thoughts and feelings <laughs> go. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, that that doesn't always line up well. It makes sense. All right. What are your thoughts on women making the first move? <laughs> um, pro. I'm I'm pro women making the first move. Like you think they should? Oh, f- should? No. No, no, I don't believe it's a should thing, but um I'm oblivious. Always have been. So, uh women women making the first move was uh key at many points in my life. Yeah. <laughs> this one's funny. Are you ready? Sure. What does it feel like to run around without underwear on? Does your bits just flop around? Does it hurt? Does the bounce? <laughs> okay. Does it hurt is where you you stopped. Yeah, I'm I'm leaving it there because after that it got real. Uh, oh, it got more descriptive. It got more descriptive. And we didn't need to go there. Got it. Okay. It was just saying the same thing again, just in more. To clarify, I haven't done this a lot. Like, I don't know that I have like a full out run. Mm-hmm. Not like a jog or. That a, is a good question. I've never thought about it. That, I mean, I don't know that I've full out run completely naked. I mean, at least not as. Uh, maybe I did as like a wee tiny. A wee tiny baby a boy. Wee, a wee tiny lad, but. Um, I I do feel like if I ran at full speed right now, like, yeah, stuff would be moving and that wouldn't be super comfortable. Okay. I don't, uh, painful. I don't like, I don't believe it would be like painful, like, like injury or like, ah, that's good feedback. But like, I do think it would feel uncomfortable. Okay. All right. This is going to be our last one. And I think this is a really, really good question. You didn't want to end there? Do what? You didn't want to end on that last one? (laughs) just me thinking about the idea of it (laughs) yeah no i don't but this is a this is a serious question (laughs) okay i'll reframe (laughs) what is the cultural stereotype that negatively impacts men the most stereotype that negatively stereotype about men yeah i think one of the one of the ones that stands out to me is probably that uh men should be this stoic figure that has like no emotions or uh um just just presses it all down Mm -hmm. um i think that gets portrayed and kind of like i'm gonna say a word that i don't think is real like heroicized like turned that that is i said it out loud it's definitely not a word um but yeah you were trying to say yeah glamorized believed you as a word yeah (laughs) who knows maybe maybe i i landed on a word that's real that's just not real commonly used but um yeah that that idea that you just uh are completely unaffected or should be um because not only does it kind of blunt your emotional range and all that stuff but i think it can really stunt communication and like introspection and a lot of stuff that you you're gonna need later uh you're gonna need to do a lot of that stuff and uh, when it comes to having a child, you're going to have to have communications with them about their feelings and your feelings. And um, 
it, that that's just that one I think does a lot of damage and it can really propagate damage going forward. I agree. I think of the stereotype that women are emotional. Oh, yeah. I feel like men are 45,000 times more irrationally emotional than women. Uh, Men are more volatile. Much. Because they don't have a range of emotions. They have like low and uh, overflowing. Right. So if you can moderate that, stick somewhere in the middle and communicate it, I think you can avoid the the explosion. Again, not great at it, just... I think that's something I, I'm working on and probably a, a widespread issue. Yeah. I think that that's so interesting. I also don't, a stereotype I struggle with, I'm now answering my own questions. Got it. Uh, <laughs> a stereotype that I really struggle with is that men are supposed to be the providers and the heads of household. Sure. Yeah, that's something that we uh, we deal with. We deal with it a lot. Yeah. And I, I guess that's probably not damaging or hurtful to men, but I, I no, don't know I though, mean, is I, it? I think it could definitely put a responsibility or like add additional pressure that um, can can cause negative repercussions, whether that's self-doubt or self-hate or um, yeah, it can, can chip away at someone's identity. If don't they don't feel that they're think, fulfilling their manly duty. Well, I was about to say, don't you also think that that's why a lot of men don't want to be with women who make more money than them? Well, I think there's definitely, a, yeah, issues around that. Um, but that's just a general security thing. Again, but then there's this idea that, like, uh, you know, it makes them feel like less of a man. Like, being a man is your, I don't know, is it your central identity to identify with your like sex organs that you're born with. I don't, I don't know. Like there's, there's kind of a whole idea of what it is to be a man that I think can be damaging. Uh, if there's parts where you don't necessarily align with the ideal. Yeah. So I think a lot of the stereotypes that it comes with being a man, uh, are damaging. Just if, if one stands out, I think it's the feelings aspect. Yeah. I think it's sad that we haven't allowed men to have interests. Like, Beyond the manly things. Sure. Yeah. There are there are interests for men and there are interests not for men. Right. Th- that is, are feminine because yeah. feminine is bad. Uh-huh. And men should never be feminine because feminine things are stupid and bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it's crazy how much as a society we subscribe to that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of just stuff is built around that whole industries and everything. It's wild. It re- it really is. I don't know. When I spend time thinking about it, my brain explodes. It, yeah, yeah. It's it's very it's a very complicated subject too. Like because there are there are differences in in the male and female anatomy and just how how they're made up. But it it really is not. Uh, I don't think it should draw the hard lines that it does in our society. As we're raising our kiddo, what do you want to do differently to ensure that she doesn't have that same perspective? Um, well, first and foremost, I want to make sure that I'm not like reinforcing that, that view of myself, that I'm not like, oh, I'm a man, I do this. Because um, I think even that starts to build identity like I don't want to do things because I'm a man I do it because I like it or 
that's what I want to do or that's my job around the house, but not because I'm a man. Right. Um, I think that's something to avoid. And then too, just supporting whatever interests she may have, you know, um, if it's trucks and, you know, all things blue, great. Yeah. We're going to do trucks and all things blue. And if it's pink, uh, I'll wear pink and back her up. Yeah. So I, I think a big part of it is just not, uh, not, not even forcing my own, I'm a man, like th- that's why I'm doing this kind of thing. Well, and yeah, I, I agree because I think it's the same way about how I really want to be careful not to comment on my body Sure. in front of her as she gets older because I think that will be her internal. You know that they say that your parents, the way they talk to you growing up, that becomes your internal monologue? As someone without an internal monologue, no, I didn't know that, but that... Well, it, it, it becomes the way that you talk to yourself. So even if it's not your internal monologue, that may not be what they mean. Yeah. But it's like the way that you talk to yourself. No, I, I bet it is internal monologue. But yeah, it's probably how I like frame my ideas. Right. And I really want to make sure that that voice for her or whatever it may be. Yeah. 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 It's positive. Yeah, no, 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 it's supportive, yeah, is I think a huge, we talk about this all the time, but just trying to be supportive. Yeah. Not necessarily protecting and like preventing any negative thing that may happen in her life, but um, giving her kind of a a safety net to operate in life with. Yeah, I like that. Take risks, but you know, if... If it all blows up, we'll do our best to put you back together kind of thing. Yeah. And knowing that you have people that'll help you put you back together. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's huge. I talk about that online a lot, that that's my privilege. I mean, not my only privilege. Sure. But that's one of my greatest privileges is that I have family that while they may have not like financially paid for everything sure. or, I mean, I benefit from generational wealth and, you know white privilege and all of those things that people talk about. Well, not like Rockefeller generational wealth, but well, yes, no, not just, like trust just growing fund. up in a family that I don't mean trust fund generational wealth. I mean like yeah. I'm white, which means that my family. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, through history has had opportunities that people who are not white have right. not had. Like I, I still had to pay for all of my own, things and I paid for my apartment through college and yeah. I worked mm-hmm. and I all of those things but where was I going with this you've distracted me sorry do you remember where I was going with this um I'm damn. I'm now a completely oh privilege one of my biggest privileges was knowing that if I fell flat on my face my parents would bring me in with open arms sure. like I, I would have to work i would have to pay rent i would have to do those things uh-huh. but there would be somewhere that i would be safe and that i would be fed yeah and so knowing that and knowing that there was somewhere that you're not going to feel judged and you're mm-hmm. going to be protected and loved i think is a kind of security that so few people know yeah no i think that's super important and super valuable it gives you a, a level of audit like uh, I wanted to say anonymity, and that's not it. Autonomy. Oh, autonomy. Autonomy that uh, 
is is hard to do without either just being super secure in yourself and your own abilities or you know working your way there by having a, a safety net like we're talking right. about. Right. Well, like I think it's really hard to go out and have your own business and do your own thing if you don't feel like you have people you can rely on if everything goes wrong. Yeah. Cuz it can't go wrong. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that are just out of your control. Which is why online it's so frustrating to see people who are like, just get out there and be a girl boss and yeah. or just get out there and be an entrepreneur and you're going to sell all these things and make all this money. And, and I can. understand people are trying to be motivating and yeah, helpful. Absolutely. But you also have to understand that a lot of people don't have that privilege of knowing they have people they can fall back on. And so a secure job makes a lot more sense for them that is in nursing or medical or yeah. something that's not going anywhere, that isn't going to fluctuate, that they know that they can for sure. yeah, rely if, on. Yeah, there's, when they stack up the pros and cons, it's different than your list of pros and cons. Right. Uh, they got a lot more cons. Right. A lot more can go wrong. Right. And it's a lot harder for people who have always had that to understand that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I, I know that it has been for me. And the more mm-hmm. I've listened to other people's perspectives, I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. And I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. Anyway, I'm now off on a total tangent. But total tangent, but it was a good one. Yeah. I love having Matt on the podcast. <laughs> I like talking to you. But Caroline and I will be back next week. You can find Matt at... Matt.overby. On... Instagram. And he's also on TikTok. He's now posted three TikToks. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty viral. Yeah, huge. NBD, NBD. Yeah. Uh, and your username's at Mr. Joe Johnson. Yes, it is. And you can Speaking find me at Joe Johnson. Names. Wait, what? Speaking of taking last names. Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me at Joe Johnson Overby on everything. And you can email us, hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. In a couple weeks, we will have our bonus episode coming out where we read your emails and we give advice and tell you what we would do. So if you have anything that you're wanting to hear on that episode, please, please, please send us an email. You can also join our Facebook group. I love our Facebook group. Caroline's not as into our Facebook group because, well, I shouldn't say she's not into it. Like when she remembers to look at it, she's like, this is so cool. Yeah. But she doesn't use Facebook because she's, a young person yeah and only young people no only old people use facebook i don't use facebook but that's because i'm super young you use the fifa (laughs) app and the espn app yeah i gotta know how my fantasy players are doing i know i know well on that note matt and i are gonna go watch baseball love you guys (laughs) bye bye